I want to mention one more thing because we are all about reaching out to people in our community and as a church, inviting people, getting them in here so Jesus can transform their lives. And so I want you to be praying over me, uh, over me. (laughs) You can do that too. Uh, But I want you to be praying over this card. You will get one of these in the mail, but not only will you get one of these mailers, but we have also sent them to 5,000 homes in our community, inviting them to come out and join us for the Christmas season. People are ripe during this time. So when you get yours in the mail, will you just pray over it and ask God to bring those that can be a part that he's called to be a part of our church family that we can serve we can help their lives can be transformed but you should be getting that mailer and when you do just pray over that and let's agree together that God uses us to touch our community amen and so right now though let's pray and I want to get into this series the generous life father we just thank you that we can trust you today to speak to every one of us Jesus, I thank you for the words that you've already put in my heart. I thank you that your words are life-giving. And I thank you, Lord, as I minister them today, that the Holy Spirit will take this message and will help each person to apply it to their lives so they grow, get stronger, be blessed. Lord, thank you that literally these words today lift us up. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we are in a series right now called The Generous Life. And I want to take just a moment and talk about the generous life. You know, we are called to live a life that is different. There, there should be things about our lives as followers of Christ that stand out. And the Bible teaches that one of those things that should be different about our lives is our generosity. And we've learned in this series, The Generous Life, that we are to be generous in all things. And we've also seen that we can be generous in all things because God has been generous with us. And so don't allow just the title of this message, The Generous Life, to make you think, oh, well, they're going to talk about giving. They're going to talk about money. No, I'm going to talk about you living your best life and you experiencing peace, joy, strength, courage that you never had before. I'm calling you to live a higher life, the one that Jesus empowers us to live. And so today, as we continue in this series, and uh, Lord willing, we'll wrap it up next week and get into then our Christmas series. But as I minister this message today, I want to talk about what I'm going to call the G-Force Power Twins. And the G-Force Power Twins are gratitude and generosity. And I want you to see today how gratitude is linked to generosity. And often it is gratitude in our life that prompts or grows generosity. In fact, I simply titled this message today, Gratitude Grows Generosity. And so let's get into this message, but let's also begin this morning with just a quick review on the power principle that's behind the generous life. And we learn this from the words of Jesus, Luke chapter 6 and verse 38. Jesus said, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. 
pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. Say more. more. Let me know more is a good thing. To make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you give, get back. Now, Jesus here teaches us about this powerful principle of giving, which is really the force or the foundation behind the generous life. Giving comes with a promise. What we give to others returns to us in abundance. Wow. Now, now listen, we prosper in life when we know the value of being generous in all things. Now, these are just little review things we learned. We, we learned this too. Biblical generosity is defined as love in action. Come on, generosity is love in action. Where did we get that? From God. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. God's the most generous. God's been generous with us. God defines generosity and God is love. We also saw that our faith in the generosity of God is what empowers our generous life. We cannot live a generous life if we don't put faith in in the generosity of God. And then last week, this is the last review. Last week, we learned the value. When it comes to the generous life, you got to know the value of stewardship. The Bible teaches that the highest level of giving, whenever you give, is to give joyfully. Well, how are you able to give joyfully? Stewardship fosters joyful giving. Here's what we said. The good steward has joy knowing they gave all they could and all they should. Mm -hmm. Because they stewarded well what they had. Now, let's get in today what I'm calling these power G-force twins, gratitude and generosity. I say they go together. It's kind of like how you slip your hand into a glove and the glove, you know, helps your hand and your hand, though the glove would be nothing without your hand. And it's kind of gratitude and generosity. And I called them the G-force because I was thinking about the scientific definition of G-force. And you may know that science and aviation defines G-force as that force that the astronaut or maybe the driver in a car that's going really fast, it's that force you experience when you accelerate. The acceleration is so great that it overcomes gravity. Now, the G-force, the G is not, doesn't stand for gravity. It stands for the force you feel when you've been lifted up above. And I'm going to put it this way. What was holding you down? Now, gravity is a good thing. I'm grateful for gravity. I wouldn't be standing here if it wasn't for gravity. I'd be falling. <laughs> okay, so we're grateful for gravity. But for the astronauts to get to the moon, for certain things to happen, you got to get beyond gravity to go where you've never been. you got to experience that G-force. Now, I I'm going to put it this way. I'm going to talk about spiritual G-force. Spiritually speaking, gratitude and generosity are spiritual accelerants. They help us overcome the things in life that hold us down. 
They help us experience that G-force. And that G-force is that abundant life that Jesus said he came to give us. Aren't you glad Jesus came to give us an abundant life? Now, I need to just stop and, and just recognize this, or maybe all of us acknowledge this for just a moment. Too often... Too many of us who claim to be followers of Christ are not experiencing any G-force at all. Why? It's because we are so consumed with gravity, with the things that are holding us down. You see, one of the ways, and I don't want you to miss this. I prayed that you would not miss this because it may seem so simple. And yet it's so powerful. Gratitude, generosity, they really are spiritual forces. It's not just about being a nicer person. It's about obeying the principles of God, applying them in your life. And I promise you, when you apply these principles, it will lift you up above those things that keep pressing you down. Whether it's pain, think about it for just a moment. A lot of anxiety in our world right now. And we could even say there's a lot of reasons if you don't know Jesus, if you don't have his kind of peace, if you're not looking to God to provide, if you're not in that relationship, you could think there may be reason to be anxious or to be fearful. A lot of anxious people. We could even say a lot of them are just depressed but think about this I've never really met someone who is struggling and the struggle is real I'm not going to discount the struggle but I've never really met a depressed person who is also very grateful no they're struggling what what it is is they've been blinded and the weight of everything is pressing them down so much that they can't even acknowledge the good things that they have. They need something bigger than themselves. And so we all need someone bigger than ourselves to help us in this life. Jesus has called us to be lights. And we can't just flicker now and then. And then the world say, I think I saw something. Come on we got to trust that the word of God is truth and that even though these may seem simplistic, they are not. Come on, well, well, I may say, okay, Pastor Jane, you just tell me to be thankful. Tell me to say thank you. Well, it could start there. And think about it. Sometimes, do we forget to be thankful? And so... These are principles. They are life-giving principles. And what makes them life-giving principles is you're saying, Jesus, I trust in what you've taught me, and I'm going to apply that by faith in your name, and I want to experience some G-force. Come on. Now, you know, obviously I've never been in a rocket. But I have read that. I have rode that little thing at Disney World. (laughs) where they say you might experience a little bit of G-force 
you know, and you're, I don't know what the name of that is, the one in Epcot, you know, and they do say there's some, you know, they, they, you know, they simulate it and put pressure on you to make you feel like that. But it's the abundant life. Now, that G-force in aviation and naturally sometimes can really wreak havoc. But the life Jesus came to give us is wonderful and full of joy and full of peace. And if you think being generous and being uh, grateful is so easy, just try it for a full week every day. You're going to need the power of Christ. What's easy is to complain. What's easy is to think about what we don't have, what we wish we could have. Come on. So let's look into these, what I'm going to call these power twins, and let's get ready to experience some G-force in our lives. These are really the accelerants that help us get beyond those things that are keeping us down. So I, I want to look at their link, though. I want you to see the link between the two. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse starting with verse 16. Paul writes this, he said, Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Now, that word there, when he says, be thankful in all circumstance, is literally the word gratitude. And here's Webster's 1828 dictionary definition of gratitude. Let me just say this, in case you're not familiar with that dictionary. Webster made that dictionary in 1828, and he used the Bible to define his words. He took the words from the Bible, the definitions from the Bible. And here's the definition for this word gratitude. He says, gratitude is a virtue of the highest excellence as it implies a generous heart and a proper sense of duty. Wow. Right there, we see they are connected. In other words, when someone is grateful, that gratitude is also indicative of a generous heart. Gratitude and generosity are linked. Now, we could have a little conversation today and, and trying to figure out, okay, which came first, the chicken or the egg? But here's what I believe, and I think you'll, you'll see it in Scripture, and you can certainly see it in your own life. I think while one sparks the other and they work together, for us, the giving of thanks is most often the catalyst for generosity, not the opposite. We usually start by giving thanks and then that leads to generosity not generosity leading to giving thanks and so let me just put it this way giving thanks is often our first step toward the generous life i want to say this just be honest especially in the beginning isn't it easier to give thanks than to be generous because when you're giving thanks, you're being thankful for someone else's generosity, not yours. <laughs> but here's my question, too. If we can't give thanks for someone else's generosity toward us, 
How can we be generous ourselves? So why not plant a seed toward the generous life by being grateful and recognizing when others were generous with you? You know, I I had somebody be generous with me this past week, and I'm going to text them and say thank you. And um, I've got to find their, I've got to look up their number. I would have already done it. But we had, um, we hosted here at our church this past week. You know, many of you know I graduated from Rainbow Bible Training Center out in Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And um, I'm a part of that ministerial association along with being a part of AFCM also. But RMAI, I hosted a fellowship for the RMAI ministers in this area. Uh, the regional director out of August St. Augustine said, hey, could we use your church and gather all the ministers in our area? And they said, yeah, certainly. And so uh, thank God for a good staff. And we served them this past Thursday well when we were going around the room and every minister was just kind of reacquainted we were getting reacquainted and people were just kind of giving an update on their ministry the gentleman next to me his name is Steve Tannehill he, he and his wife are pastors um, over in um, St. Petersburg and I've known Steve for years just as association not closely but just been associated no he's an RMAI minister so I've known of him we've known of each other for years and been at similar meetings like this but here's what that minister did I shared about our ministry here and how wonderful y'all are and um, then it came to him. And you know the first thing he said? He said, Pastor Jane, you still on the radio? I used to listen to you all the time. It was so good. That made my day. Come on, just a few words. And I'm so thankful. And so I thought, you know what? i got to text him and let him know. That just the fact that he acknowledged that. Now, some of you don't even know, but years ago when we first started the church, gosh, we were on the radio for five, six, seven years. And we were right in between Joyce Meyer and Brother Hagen, which is a great place to be. Um, and then the Lord just led us, you know, to get off. And then I don't know when he said that, I thought, do we need to go back on the radio? Uh, but it was just kind. It was just him being generous with me, generous with his words. And it ministered to me. Now, you know what I want to do? I want to thank him for his generosity. I want to sow back into that. But it's powerful. And, and think about maybe there's someone in your life that you could be generous with. You could just thank them for what they've done. And really, that's kind of what he was doing. He was thanking me for being on the radio. He said, I listen to you all the time. I, I want to just say this. Here's the truth. These power twins begin working in our lives when we express gratitude for another's generosity toward us. You know what? I want these spiritual forces, these accelerants that help lift me up. Listen, we all need to be lifted up. Every day, each one of us face things in our world that could pull us down, hold us down, keep us down, but we can rise up. I like to say this, gratitude and generosity ignite each other, but it usually starts with, gen- with gratitude. I-, I just want to say it, say it this way, too. Grateful people are generous, and generous people are grateful. 
I've never met a person who was extremely generous that wasn't also extremely grateful. And I've never met a really grateful person that wasn't also generous. Amen. And so let's practice our gratitude. And if we practice our gratitude, we can grow a generous heart. If you're like me, the one thing that I need to keep fueling is that generosity. Because I kind of like receiving. Christmas coming. And yet, I have to fuel, come on, the generous life, because it's the life that keeps me above the fray of the world, that lifts me up, that brings me peace, that brings me joy. Now, I want to talk about their power length for just a moment. Here, I'm going to give you three things, or actually four things, how they're linked together, but also their power as they work together, because they're much more powerful when we intentionally work them together number one gratitude and generosity both operate by the giving principle that's why they're linked you both have to give i'm going to read first thessalonians 5 18 again but i'm going to read it from the new living it says in ever oh i'm supposed to be reading it from the new american standard right um in everything give thanks For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Now, the other one said, be thankful. I like the way the New American says, it says, give thanks. I like what a pastor, well, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let me just read the definition of this word here, thankful. It says, it's the Greek word, eucharistio, and it means to be grateful, to express gratitude, Listen, that's a verb. I taught first grade. Even first graders know a verb is an action word. This calls for action. I like how a pastor friend of mine put it. I heard him say this years ago, and I've repeated it, and I'll continue to repeat it. We must give our thanks. We can't just, or let me put it the other way. We can't just think our thanks. We must give our thanks. My husband, if you've ever... Uh, worked with him, served on his team, or, you know, given him anything or helped him anyway. Anybody got a thank you card from TF? <laughs> Some get it every week. Just You know what? But he expresses now when he hands it to you. He also tells you there's no money in this. <laughs> so he needs to work on his generosity. <laughs> I'm teasing, but because he is generous. But But now listen you got to give your thanks. I think a lot of times, just like with this minister that I said those words, bless me, I'm thinking about thanking him. But come on, for it to really operate in my life, the force, that acceleration that lifts me up, I got to give my thanks. To operate in the principle of generosity, I got to give what I was thinking about giving. Come on, don't just think, you know, I think I am going to give an extra offering. I think I am going to give away this. That family over there could use that. You know, I think I'm going to buy some groceries for someone. I think, come on, don't just think it. we got to give it. As followers of Christ, I also think that in this passage, we get the message here. We get the point. He's saying, give thanks. It's not optional. We need to be people who express gratitude. Thanksgiving and generosity both operate by the giving principle. Here's the second way they're alike. 
and also their power is demonstrated. Both gratitude and generosity are to be our lifestyle. In that passage that we just read by Paul, he said, always be thankful in every circumstance. Always. That means there should never be a circumstance you find yourself in that you cannot give thanks. I didn't say you were giving thanks that you were in that circumstance, but while you're in that circumstance, you give thanks for everything God has done, everything he will do, even in the midst of that, that you're still standing. Your knees may be shaky, but you're still up. Come on. Even if you've fallen down, be thankful that you have a God that's going to raise you up. I'm coming up. Listen, we can be thankful in all circumstances. Whatever's going on, we can be thankful knowing that God will deliver us, keep us, provide for us. God also wants us to be generous at all times. You know what? We can be generous at all times. You know why? Because God's generous with us. We believe in his generosity, so therefore we can be generous. Make and his love. Thanks, Hannah. She's helping me preach. But I can preach by myself today, okay? (laughs) Making gratitude and generosity our lifestyle releases their powers. They lift us up. Come on, let me ask you this question. Are you down or up? Hmm. Number three, gratitude and generosity stay ready. I like this about both of them. They're always ready. That they're ready to give thanks. That they're ready to show appreciation. That they're ready. When somebody says, hey, there's a family, I'm ready to do what I can. I'm ready. Part of that good stewardship makes us ready too. Let me read you two definitions. One for gratitude and one for generosity. And you'll see how they're linked. Here's the definition for gratitude. The quality of being thankful readiness to show appreciation for and return and to return kindness the simplest definition of generosity i've read is simply this showing a readiness to give some people are ready to hang on to what they have now if that's you and can i just be honest there's been times i've been there and i was there because i was afraid I was afraid because somewhere something had happened to me or someone, something, and I was more consumed with that than I was meditating upon God and his goodness. Now, I had to step out of that. I didn't jump out of that. You know, the Lord helped me, but then one day I found myself, wow, I can remember there was a day I'd literally have to give and, and now I'm talking about, and some of it was even to invest my life in people, to sow into them because I'd sown into other people and they rejected me. So then to sow again, to give of myself again, to give of my care and love again, or maybe to give financially. There's times I just did it afraid, but I did it because I trusted in God's generosity. Got to stay ready to give. A grateful person is always ready to show appreciation. And a generous person is always ready to give generously. And sometimes we just have to practice. Practice makes perfect. I played the piano when we were growing up. Notice I said when I was growing up. 
no longer play. <laughs> I just took lessons. I think her name was Mrs. Miley, an old lady, and then she, but she never slapped. You know, some people talk about those piano teachers that slapped your hand. She never slapped my hand. Maybe that's why I had never really learned. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, she just smile when I made a mistake. Practice makes perfect. Listen, if there's one thing I've had to practice in my life, I've had to practice being grateful for everything I did have because often the enemy kept me consumed with what I didn't have. And it was stealing from me. It was stealing joy, stealing peace, and I couldn't move forward. But wow, gratitude, generosity, practice. Number four. Oh, oh I got a good one. I, I, I can't miss this. I got the perfect homework assignment for you this week. You want to practice? Have a meal. Get everybody together. Let's make it Thursday. And be thankful. I do want to encourage you, when you do sit down at that meal, to give thanks. Don't just eat your turkey or your whatever, your stuffing. Apple pie or whatever, pumpkin pie. Be thankful. Come on, let's practice. Now, number four, let's wrap it up. I got three people I want to show you in the Bible that all come from various backgrounds. But we'll see these two forces working in their life. We'll also see them experiencing G-force. Number four, both are powerful forces that bring blessings into our lives. Here's the first person that operated in both of these, and it's Mary. Do you remember the family Mary, Martha, and Lazarus? Lazarus was uh, raised from the dead by Jesus. Mary and Martha were his sisters. They followed Jesus closely. Well, just after Lazarus is raised from the dead, Jesus comes back to Bethany and is in their home again, and Mary takes some perfume and anoints Jesus's feet. Now, now we wouldn't do that today, but that was a custom back then that people did put oil on other people's feet because they walked all the time, the dust and, and everything to honor someone. But listen to John chapter 12, starting with verse 1. It says, six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from the essence of nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with fragrance. But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said, that perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief. And since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Jesus replied, leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. Now, I would challenge you with this thought. I believe that Mary's generosity pouring this perfume worth a year's wages that's generous but i believe her generosity was prompted by her gratitude she was so grateful for what jesus had done in her life and she was so grateful that her brother 
was sitting there eating this meal with them. And so when she weighed the cost of that perfume and the value of Jesus, but now listen, she valued him. Folks, sometimes we just need to stop and give thanks for all the Lord has done. And we would find we would be more generous. We would serve him more. Uh, We would have more joy in serving him and giving him. But her gratitude prompted this generosity. Just put it this way. Gratitude sparks generosity. And I also want you to hear this. A lack of generosity shows a lack of gratitude. Mm. Little did she know, Mary, that she was actually anointing Jesus for his burial. Now, let me show you how much God provides in the smallest things, because if you know the custom that day was not to anoint someone's body before they were buried, but remember Mary, they went to the tomb to anoint Jesus' body the next day? Well, God knew he wouldn't be there, so he went ahead and Mary do it now. Come on! And you think God doesn't know what's going on in your life and can't provide for you? Also, God has big plans, and Mary's generosity and gratitude got her involved in God's bigger plan. I'll say it this way. God has big plans. The grateful and generous play a part. Now, I got, I got to get to two more here, so I got to hurry. The other one, David. David was always grateful. Just read the Psalms. David wrote Psalm 28, verse 7. It says, The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. And and listen, I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. And when I read that, I thought, Oh, Lord, I burst out sometimes, but it's not always with thanksgiving. (laughs) Need to work on that one. But this was David. I burst out. He's overflowing with gratitude. David had a lot that he needed to be raised up. In 1 Chronicles 16, 7, he's telling those that are bringing the ark back. It says, on that day, David gave to Asaph and his fellow Levites this song of thanksgiving to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone around about his wonderful deeds. Now, if you go on reading in David's life, and we know David didn't start out as king. He started out as a shepherd boy. So we say, well, I'm not king. Well, be a shepherd boy and grow up from there. And if that's God's plan for your life, doesn't matter if you're a king or not, just follow his plan. But in the end, now listen, David, First Chronicles 29, I won't take you there, but you could read the chapter. The whole chapter is about how much David had and how much he was giving to build the temple. And if you add up how much David gave set aside for Solomon to build the temple, in our currency today, it was not millions, it was billions. So let me just say this. God is generous with those who are grateful. Last one. We got to wrap this up. The leper's gratitude prompted Jesus' generosity. 
Luke 17, 15. You know the story, Jesus heals 10 leopards. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, praise God. He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, didn't I heal 10 men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Jesus said to the man, stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. One leper came back to give thanks. But I want you to notice this. He operated the powerful principle of giving, and he sparked Jesus' generosity. And Jesus made him whole. Can I say this? A heartfelt expression of, uh, well, let me get it right. An expression of heartfelt thanks sparks generosity in the hearts of others the leopard's gratitude brought the blessing of wholeness that word when jesus said i've made you whole is the word sozo which means total well-being so not only was he healed from leprosy but everything was made whole it sounds like to me he's experiencing some g-force of the power twins come on and can't we all admit it's so easy to be generous with a grateful person. When our sons are grateful for what we give them, let's give them some more. <laughs> you didn't hear that, Ethan. Anyway, let me, I'm going to wrap this up with two statements. Gratitude and generosity lift us up. They are God's forces that cause us to rise above the things in life that hold us down. So why do we get out of this message today? Be generous, be grateful, rise up. Amen. Did you get some out of that today? I pray that you did.